Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. The top of the front page story is a look by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer at some of the abandoned properties in Gilderland, and she focused on two that are in a very peculiar kind of limbo. One is the rustic barn that the owner has died, and the county does not want to take the property through foreclosure because there is a fear of some sort of toxic wastes being there, more inside. Atro Schneider has a story on the latest with the $20 million capital project for Burn Knox Westerlo. The architect, uh, Scott Graham, presented some designs to the school board this week. And what we have pictured here is an entryway, which he kind of likened to in a college for the secondary school, an independent space. He's also talked about returning the elementary school to its glory days, looking at the original architecture of that building. Um, Sean Mulcairin has followed up on the story we've been covering for a year now about the sudden drop in the equalization rate in the town of Gilderland, which affected the residents on the edge of the town in different school districts with um, very large tax hikes. And Patricia Amador, the assemblywoman for the area, and George Amador, the state senator for the area, um, put together a bill which the governor signed into law so that there's a seg, they call it a segmented rate just for those areas for one year. And, um, it was announced at the most recent Voorheesville School Board meeting. The equalization rate has been set for 82.94. The editorial this week, looking ahead to back to school, the start of school, um, We've been thinking a lot about the two 14-year-old girls who courageously shared their stories with H.R.O. Schneider. Um, Each of them has been removed from school by their families, and they felt tormented, and their mothers thought the school could have done more. We thought a lot about the role of family and the role of school in raising children and how it's changed over the years, and we took a long look back at the history of one of the schools we covered, Gilderland, which certainly has had some troubling incidents, but how they've dealt with it in this year are even offering services for families as well at the school. Um, And we end with some thoughts from an interview we had with a very highly regarded researcher on bullying about things um, that schools can do because the problem exists there the most since uh, there's so many peers in a single group and a hierarchy naturally forms. And we hope people especially listen to Portia's words as written by Shakespeare in The Merchant of Venice. Russ Picorni has written us urging people to save money by going solar. And he has long been active as president of the Helderberg Community Energy Group. We also have another wonderful column from John R. Williams. As the old men of the mountain are reminiscing about the fairs in times past and also about care of lawns and the grass is always greener and the fair is always fairer back in time. And speaking of the fair... This is a picture of Betty Spadaro at the Altamont Fair last week, and she is next week turning 100 years old, the century mark, and we were lucky to have her come into our news office for a podcast so you can hear in her own words what it was like to teach in the one-room Bozen Hill schoolhouse that's now on the fairgrounds, but many other adventures. She's a world traveler and just a wonderful person. 
Connie Rue, the Secretary of Altamont Community Traditions, is thinking ahead to recruit volunteers for Altamont's Victorian holiday celebration. Jerry Oliver is distressed. He says he did not receive notice when he had the silver maple tree his father had planted on the edge of his property cut down, and he learned that the bluestone historic sidewalks were being ripped up for a new cement sidewalk. He questions that since there's one across the street. This is the corner of his property here. Um, we also heard from Bev Filkins, who was nice enough to do a podcast earlier. She was the chairwoman of the 125th Celebration Committee at the Altamont Fair, just thanking people for being part of the excitement and fun during those two years of celebration. Frank L. Paul Mary has written us about building his own MTV, which took him back to his youth. And Diane Sefchik has responded to last week's editorial when we were part of a call to action from the Boston Globe and wrote about why the free press matters, and she has her own cogent thoughts on the subject. And finally, we have a letter from the mother of one of the Gilderland Bulldogs, Trish Meyer, telling us about the exceptional time that team had in Cooperstown, the home of baseball, and um, you can read all about it. Sean has written about something that was presaged in our coverage when Sheriff Craig Apple was lobbying for the controversial towers that are now erected and making communication um, much better for first responders. But one of the side effects is very small fire departments having to pay a lot of money to get the necessary equipment to be hooked in effectively to the system. And New Salem was fortunate to get a $6,000 grant from the Voorheesville Community and School Foundation, but still needs, um, Craig Schufelt, the chief estimates, probably in total it'll cost $100,000, and this will affect all the small departments in our coverage area. Um, this is news from the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. They produced a toolkit which will help um, municipalities develop solar projects on underused land. Sean has also written about um, the Voorheesville School Board, who is putting off a decision on having a school resource officer in the school for the upcoming year. Well, they read through the surveys of the community. Um, they're many facets that they're looking at what they consider a very important decision. Sean has also written the latest on the Clarksville formerly school and now the sheriff's station um, which is planning on buying from the Bethlehem School District. There was some rumors circulating that the deal was off but really that's not true. There were some problems with beams in the gym which are being fixed and then the sale is still expected to go through. Sean learned. Rose has written about one of our favorite people, Jerry Cross, just a sweet man. He has dedicated himself for 57 years to be a member of the ambulance squad in Bern and has now been recognized by the state for his service and will get an award in October. We send him heartiest congratulations. This is more from Rose with James Graham, the architect, describing some of his plans for the $20 million project at Burn Knox Westerlo, and one of them involves more green space, which teachers will use for labs and lessons, and there will be a courtyard between the elementary school and the secondary school. 
Rose also wrote about what happened with um, the dilemma with therapists at Burn Knox Westerlo. In July, the superintendent had proposed staying with advanced therapy, a service that it, the district has used for 15 years. Several school board members pushed to have at least one in-house therapist. And at the August meeting, three in-house therapists were hired. The superintendent has said in July there were two viable candidates, but he must have found a third. And at the same time, on the other side of the coin with resignations, um, a woman... Uh, Ms. Kalarud, who was hired less than six months ago to lead the integration of technology into the classroom, has resigned. And this has kind of left the school board scrambling. Um, there's one person, one tech person, who's taking on some added duties. And um, the superintendent, uh, Mr. Mundell, has said they will be working with BOCES, the Board of Cooperative Educational Services, to meet those needs. The Altamont Fair it was very hot and muggy and also rainy, and there was a lot of mud. So the fair turnout was down by about 20%, organizers estimate. And Russ Bacorny from Cessna took this picture on Sunday with the lots largely empty, but the fair wasn't as empty. It they Very cleverly, the fair organizers thought of having people park at the Gilderland High School paved parking lot and buses from Ravina Queen of Selk. Queemans, Selkirk, and Burn Knox, Westerlo, ferried fairgoers back and forth, and organizers are looking forward to a bigger and better fair next year. We certainly enjoyed the fair. Um, this <laughs> was supposed to be called Cops on Top um, of Dunkin' Donuts, but um, the Gilderland police officer here, Patricia Stalmer, stayed inside when it was discovered it could be dangerous with the HVAC ductwork on the roof. But the idea was to collect money for the Special Olympics, and here is a Dunkin' Donuts patron making a contribution to an a Special Olympics athlete who's wearing one of their bright pink shirts, and we certainly wish them well. We have lots of business news this week, led and anchored by a local story Sean wrote about Dennis Sear, who moved into a shop just down the street from us, and he took a really kind of rundown building that had originally been built as a firehouse and kind of unused for a number of years, and it's now his new workshop for making prosthetics, and his dog, Molly, is often greeting us as we walk by. Welcome, Dennis Sear. We're happy to have you in the village. Other business news is Meadowdale Farm Winery, which we wrote a feature on earlier when it won a, a medal. It's now won another medal, and it's a pretty fledgling winery and is doing very good work. Christopher Wren has been hired as an engineer for Labarge, and here we have school districts being able to apply for grants to bring local produce into their cafeterias. The New York National Guard has announced a number of promotions, and Brandon Willett has re-enlisted. He's from Voorheesville. Albany County got $217,000 for emergency response and other business news. These three men, Jeremy DeBar, Brandon Smith, and Mike Evans, have been promoted at BST. Melissa Stevens has been named Vice President of, President of Philanthropy for the YMCA. Skip Francis has joined Barton and LaJudas. And Dr. Sarah Kleiber is a new pediatrician at Albany Medical Center. Finally, our last business news is Northeastern Fine Jewelry in Gilderland has been named a big cool, it's called, for cool jewelry stores. Lots going on, as always, in our local libraries. Highlighted here is a picture from Burn because the Bells and Motley crew perform there. And this child wearing a mask is 
portraying a mule because they learned about the Erie Canal where, of course, mules helped move the barges. This delightful picture of Eve West was sent in by the librarian Joe Burke in Altamont, and she is the winner of Rocky Raccoon, having been the kid all summer long that found him in the most places hidden throughout the village. Congratulations, Eve. And at the other end of this age spectrum, we have another of our favorite people, Glenn Durbin. Durbin, we wrote about him at length last year for his 100th birthday, and he has just turned 101. Congratulations, Glenn. $62 million has been set aside for making roads safer for pedestrians. And Elizabeth Floyd Mayer has written about two University of Albany dorms in the Dutch Quad, which is in Gilderland, who are getting a $24.5 million improvements, and many of them are green, environmentally sound improvements. In our Out and About section, the headliner, written by Rose, is about Rochelle Kuhar, whom we recently did a feature on because of her um, family farm restaurant. She has been diagnosed with a brain tumor, and there she said she has a positive attitude, and we're for that. That makes a huge difference, and we encourage people to attend this fundraiser. Happy Cat Rescue has welcome kits now, supplied by a scout, if you're taking home uh, an adopted pet, and is also looking for goods to be donated for their upcoming sale. On August 29th, kids who have made films about the pine bush will air their work, and the public's invited. Lots of other things happening in our calendar with a special story on B'nai Shalom, who, which will be examining the origins of anti-Semitism, and we have an upcoming podcast with Rabbi Cashman, from that temple. More from Elizabeth on happy stories as well as ones that are still in limbo. This is the other property in limbo that she focused on. You who travel Route 20 will recognize this is the abandoned gas station in front of Crossgates Mall. One of its owners was imprisoned. And again, the county won't take it since it's in foreclosure because there are concerns about you know environmental issues that could be left behind. This property used to have a rundown soothsayer's house, and it now has a spiffy new strip mall, also on Route 20. This is the scene right here of a very bad fire on Air Drive that gutted the house, and there was fear that it would fall on its neighbor. So the town took it upon itself to clear it, and there is the empty lot. And this is... um, sort of a sinkhole that was at the Rustic Barn property on Route 20, which Elizabeth started asking about early in the week and took a picture of Tuesday, and it was filled in Wednesday. Um, Classified ads, lots of them. If we don't have it, you don't need it. And that brings us to obituaries. Elizabeth has written about Rory Healy, who was a graduate of Gilderland High School and went on for to have a career in film. And here he is. (laughs) He was well known in the area and also had a lot of fans that followed him for the roles he took on. And this is one of his famous ones, which is as a vampire in um, for the movie Goosebumps. Um, A beloved teacher from Burn Knox Westerlo, Mike Leonard, died this week as well. He was also very well known locally as an archer. Charles Yerbury was known to a lot of people in Gilderland for his skills as a mechanic. Um, He retired in the South and died there recently. Irene Jack, um, her family wrote, 
a beautiful soul is never forgotten. And she was known by many, many of the customers at a touch of country florist shop in Gilderland, where she um, worked alongside her daughters. Those are certainly people that we will miss in our community. Our blotters page, as always, has arrests and also a story on Tracy Champ, who was charged under Leander's Law, which, of course, is um, for people who are driving drunk with children in the car, which police say that he was. This is more on the tax burden being eased in Voorheesville. And advice from the county, they've been getting a lot of calls of people who've had bats in their house, which can happen this time of year. And I myself have been through the series of shots you have to get if you've come in contact with a bat. And a better course is to capture that bat. Actually, I did capture my bat and took it in, had it tested, and if a test positive for rabies, which very few do, um, then you get the rabies shots and their specific directions on how to capture a bat. And my dog did it for me. Um, turning through our legal notices, which are useful to read for municipal news of things happening in your town, we then come to the Gilderland High School Festival Soccer Victorious Women Displaying Their Shirts. Congratulations. Also, a Brief follow-up, Elizabeth wrote a story earlier about the banners for Gilderland Center displaying the Hamlet's history, and they're now up. I drove through and admired them. And there's a student who, this August, has joined the Feck family of Altamont to become a student at Clayton A. Boughton High School in Voorheesville. We welcome that student from France. And we've started our scholastic sports season after a summer off, and Michael Koff is on the job. The top of this page show the top three golfers on the Gilderland Dutchman team. And the bottom two show the number one and number two golfers for the Voorheesville team. And we wish them a good season. And we conclude on the back page with more sports. This was the second run, uh, second leg of the triple Hilltown Triple Crown. And this man right here in Turquoise, Chris Medema, who's a teacher and coach at BKW, he won. He came in second in the first leg up in the 5K Fox Creek and Burn, and we'll have to see what happens in the final leg this weekend in Altamont. And this girl right here, I think she's just 14 years old, Grace Skultti, she came in first up at the Fox Creek run and first in the Voorheesville run, so we'll see if she can do it again in Altamont. And this is kind of the opposite of the race. These riders were just cruising and having fun and waving and saying hello. This is the annual... Um, Ride, Rensselaerville ride from hill to hollow, and they had a choice of 10 miles, 24 miles, or 44, 44 or 64 miles, and had 70 people turn out. So that's wonderful, and I hope you cycle through a good week yourselves.